0: Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly podcast. Uh, this is the Artifact Edition. We're back. We're you know last week uh, I felt like our show wasn't quite up to snuff. Uh, I did end up deleting the episode, so this will technically be episode eleven, version 2.0. Um, what I did, I did enjoy the last part of the last episode. So I think what one day I'll do is come back to it and do a solo show where I actually do like a history segment. Um, but I think that'll be maybe a bigger project when I have some free time over this summer or something. Um, But we, you know, today we're not solo. Today we're coming back with our regular guest. Uh,
1: Now regular.
0: Now regular. Maybe you'll become a host. I don't know. Uh, We have a running gag on our uh, Rocket League show that um, this one guy that kind of came in late, uh, his name's Combo. He's our temporary host. Um, So maybe you're the temporary host for this week and next week we'll uh, upgrade you to assistant to host or something. As assistant to the host. Assistant to the uh, regional manager, as, as well, yeah. someone say. Um, no, we have Nikita. Nikita's back this week. Hello. Hello. And um, Nikita, as always, uh, you know, while Artifact is in limbo, you still have to produce content. So uh, maybe we'll get into that at the very end of the show. That might be. Sure. Fun. Uh, I, I
1: actually have some news on that.
0: Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down actually to hear it. But uh, we're going to leave it off because we are an Artifact show. For now. <laughs> mm-hmm, no, we enough. are we are enjoying... we are. I mean, I all things considered, right? I think the game has been at a standstill for the last little bit. Um, Very much so. And so, you know, I, I think I'll keep the regular content. Um, but because of especially that last show, uh, we're going to try to make the shows... I don't know how this show will go, but in general, the shows, I'm going to try to make a little shorter um, and maybe one or two topics until we really start getting some big, you know, big announcements... Um, Related to Artifact. So, uh, Zuches is not here this week, but Zuches did kind of say that he was somewhat interested um, in in staying with us, even though he himself did say he wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't quite a lot bringing him back to the game currently. uh, He was interested to talk, and I think what we were going to do is kind of compare the scenes of specific other games, so... Uh, Let's just say we got Hearthstone. Let's just say we got um, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all those things. Duelist. I know he was a big Duelist guy. Um, I think in future episodes, what we'll do is kind of compare Artifact to those scenes and have very specific episodes on that. Um, So you can look forward to that while we're in limbo here. Um, But no, this week we have two big things. One... We had the Rolling Storm challenge, all right, last, last week, even uh, the, the episode that disappeared, right? The episode that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but we did. I did give the Rolling Storm challenge on that uh, because if someone goes back and listens to the 2018 awards show that I did back with Wabbits, I did say, I did vote Rolling Storm as the worst card in the whole set. That was my vote. So really? uh, Nikita, well, because, okay, so hear me out. Before we go into this actual deck, hear me out, all right? So okay. <laughs> we uh this is what I think. It's a 3 mana card, right? So okay. so if if there's no usually if you're trying to uh like you're trying to tear down towers, the situation you're usually focused on one tower that you have left to really tear down. You're not really ever considering two towers at 2 health. Like I don't think there needs there's probably like 0.01% of situations where you'll ever have two towers at two health that you can use that and win a game with. Alright? And okay. and I think for four mana, you have Arcane and Salt, right? Which gives you two damage and initiative and draws you a card.
1: So But but this is three mana though. I mean, there's a lot more stuff that's like fighting for the four slot like three slot there's not i i just it seems in it's, blue at least
0: even when you use it it just seems dead my argument was that it gives you no real tempo on the board and it's just a card to play
1: okay so it's it's three damage for for three da- uh three mana for six damage like across everything what if it was uh three mana and then it dealt three damage to two towers instead
0: i think that would be significantly better card you I think, think be also better? if it didn't do damage to yourself, because this is doing damage to yourself as well.
1: That's correct. It's much. So it's, that. it's a
0: double-edged sword, and it doesn't do that much damage. So, I don't know. I, I, I feel, it one, right away, it'd have to be a two-mana card, and then it'd have to do three damage to two towers, and it, they wouldn't be your own towers, and then maybe I would say it's somewhat viable.
1: Mm.
0: But I, I, I say it's a little too far away.
1: So what what is the so what is the Rolling Storm challenge for the, for those that don't know and me I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, so the Rolling Storm challenge on the uh, the hidden episode that maybe someday will be re-released. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe we'll get the running gag or the something. The lost like. the lost episode. The lost episodes. Um so no, the Rolling Storm challenge was essentially a challenge someone to put this in a deck and then show me you using it to win the game. That was the challenge, all right? And our loyal yeah. fan, all right? Part of the Art of Fun community, okay? So you know he's loyal. Um
1: The Art of Fun Army.
0: The Art of Fun Army. Um oh I don't I don't want to miss miss say his name now. Oof. Oof. Alright, his name is Burn Melt. Alright. The Art of Fun Army or Cult. Um, was able to deliver on on their second second game. So uh I'm just gonna take we're gonna take a look at their deck, alright? Um since he was able to message me it. Um, so right away, what I see, see that sticks out is the triple trebuchets. Um, and when I myself was trying to do this challenge, I instantly thought of the triple trebuchets. Um, and so I don't... Nikita, what do you kind of... What are you kinda I mean, see it makes sticking? sense.
1: They're kind of like Rolling Storm and Trebuchet. They're kind of doing the same thing. They're kind of like getting the tower damage just, just out there, not mm-hmm. super controlly, like in a controlled way, but just out there. So, so i i can I, I can understand the logic
0: so it's, it's it's a lot of like pesky little things to just kind of push the game forward uh you yeah. saw the bitter enemies as well kind of ensuring yes. that yes. the speed of the game so i essentially i think if if I were to take a look at this from from like how how are we winning this game uh I would say the overall idea of this deck was uh we're gonna burn all the towers pretty quickly. Um, and because we have trebuchets, maybe we'll have an advantage, right?
1: Yeah th- this feels like it's basically setting the the game on a clock on a set clock and the opponent just has to like race it and either make it or they're just they're just gonna be screwed.
0: And obviously uh, to, to be fair, uh, I don't think this would beat any of the um, meta decks yeah um, just because I, I think you'd have a hard time not putting enough pressure on the board itself. Um, that being said, Yeah, uh, Burnmelt was able to find Lethal. So we're going to kind of go over to this image gallery uh, that uh, Burnmelt linked us. Um, So the first thing, if we look at the board state, uh, showing that uh, this is... So uh, the turn before uh, in the right lane... Oh, so did... uh, uh, You you see Burnmelt having three Rolling Storms in hand?
1: Yeah, I see that
0: um and then
1: and then the opponent is uh yeah. 15 on the right lane
0: 50 on the right wow. lane uh and the middle lane is already the 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 ancient's already up so yeah. uh to get that damage essentially using th- uh rolling storm a bunch of times right in the left yeah. lane i think there's three of them so that was six damage right
1: yeah, uh, sorry, so I, I said that incorrectly. So the, the tower health is at 20. He's presenting 15 damage. He's so at 15 that, damage. The red, yeah, the red uh, red squares there says 15 damage. And then he's going to rolling storm. He's at 9 mana. He's got 9 mana open. He's going to rolling storm twice. And for those... Uh, and it's going to... That's lethal. And for those
0: listening who want to kind of see it in depth, I will follow link... Follow along at home. Follow along at home. I will link this. So maybe after, you might be curious to, to see the specifics. Um, but it's quite amusing because... These three Rolling Storms, you know, doing enough damage to set up for that victory in the last lane, uh, which actually end up being a perfect lethal. Um, now,
1: as, as much as this, you know, this is the Triumph, this is the uh, Rolling Storm challenge, the <laughs> opponent is level one, and yes. his name is quite literally Low Skill Noob. That's, that's the opponent's name. So, so that is
0: the caveat to this uh, situation. Um, but if we look at the... At the health um, so so when 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 uh, Bird finally gets to that last lane, the tower is now at uh, 13 health right okay, so that means yeah. he would have done s- seven damage um, trying to just do the math. maybe it's the armor I guess because there's one armor on this tower
1: I think so. Yeah, what, uh, what, what image are we looking at? Oh, no,
0: the trebuchet. Okay, so that makes sense. All right, so there's three Rolling Storms in the left lane, right? So that's a total mm-hmm. of six damage. Okay. Okay. I with one... With... Does that go through or does the armor not activate? I'm kind of curious. This game has become a lot more interesting to me. Point being... Uh, we're actually gonna like it because I don't think I can explain it and give it justice at this point.
1: The, the testament <laughs> to how complicated Artifact is. To is, the uh, testament history. to
0: how complicated this game is. I want all our listeners, all right, who are I'm mean, I mean, hopefully we we gave enough of a little like hype promo, tr- uh, you know, <laughs> intro to this. To all of you that are really interested and you want to look over these images, please take a look. I'm quite fascinated as to how the math worked out with the armor. Um, but definitely take a look. There's yeah, there's the trebuchet as well. Uh, finding lethal in the last lane. I I don't. Amazing. know. I. So not only did did need all three, or I'm guessing he used all three.
1: Yeah yeah he did. It's a, it's not in his hand at the end.
0: Yeah, so he used all three. Oh I know how he did seven damage. I guess the armor didn't activate during the rolling storm. And then when Trebuchet is activated, there was one armor. Is that mm. is that a possible? That's very fascinating to me. Right, because like that means Wait. is, am I am I wrong here?
1: Wait, doesn't doesn't all damage get affected by
0: armor? Yeah,
1: or unless, unless you... it was like unless it was like piercing. Like there's no like it has to like spells don't have piercing yet. But if they did, that would I, I thought all damage gets like. I don't know, does lightning bolt if the tower is armored it, it it still deals the, the full damage, or the re- reduced by armor damage.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated now. Alright. Burn That's melt.
1: probably that's probably an easy question. Burn uh, Melt,
0: you message us. Alright, we'll respond next week. This has been fun, alright? I I was like, alright, we're just going in, you know, we're gonna be well organized. And then this has thrown us for a loop. Just a complete loop. That's okay. That's okay. I think we're doing good. Nikita I want your final thoughts kind of on our challenge and what card you think is the worst card in the set.
1: Oh, I I am not prepared for that question. What card I think is the worst?
0: Well, how about this? One of the cards you think isn't very viable. Something that kind of pops up to your head.
1: Uh, on, honestly, whenever I think like I think back to just like cards I never feel like including, I, I always go back to Outworld Devour, like I just don't like I always see him in my collection and I always like I don't I can't think of any deck that would particularly want him. I know he's been starting to get used now in okay. um wasn't wasn't Swim using him yeah, in Yeah, like Swim a,
0: did uh, use. Yeah, I believe Swim used uh, But I,
1: I still I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see it. I feel like there's more proactive like options. I don't All right. Don't
0: All right. This is the challenge we are proposing for next week. All right? Um and if you have images, we'll link them Maybe we won't talk about it as as extensively, it seems, especially if the math is too complicated because you don't do math on air. First thing you learn. Um, the uh, I think the challenge we have is use Outward Devour. All right?
1: That's a terrible challenge. That's so easy. All right?
0: No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. All right? You're going to use Outward Devour, um, but the other four heroes have to be black heroes. Ooh. Okay? Let's see okay. if you, you can find some interesting deck ideas with that. That's That's our... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. But uh, I hope I see some fascinating submissions for that. All right. Um, yeah, you can tweet at us or message us on Discord. Or not Discord on Reddit. I, I'm sure I'll find it somehow. Um, or comment on Podbean. All right. I think that's good for that section. Nikita, you're good for that section.
1: I'm I'm good for that section. Yeah, all
0: right. Let's move on. Zuches is not here today, but Zuches is you know a. Um, uh, um, this, uh, what, what is it? What's that word? All present. I'll just say all present being. And uh, um, did um, post some Twitter comments uh, about artifact, and we're gonna go yes. over them.
1: Uh, yeah, he dropped a little uh, a little think piece uh, earlier today.
0: Piece. I like that. I like that. All right. So um, Zuchas essentially, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of people that I feel chime in, but Zuchas does have a lot of hours into this game. I think he does have a lot of things. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Zuchas here posting. I've been thinking about my solution to Artifact problem, and here's what I think that uh, I would do if I were if if, if Zuchas was in the shoes of Valve, the creators of Artifact.
1: Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go line by line on this. Let's
0: go line by line. I yeah. Sometimes sometimes I think you know when I, when I read that story that other time didn't work quite work out. I could have probably summarized, but in this particular case, I feel like every line we can talk about. So uh, first one. Make an announcement that while you're developing the next major patch every week, you're going to make five major changes to specific cards. Alternate weeks between draft const- and constructed in order to keep things lively for the player base at large without overwhelming one format. So let's take that and your first impressions of that.
1: Okay, well, alternate weeks between draft and construct. So... So I'm assuming he's saying that like every every week they're going to be making changes. If mm-hmm. if that or that's at least how I read it, um, is is drafting constructed that different in I terms think, of the cards we use? I
0: think it might be kind of uh, the format. Maybe that's what Zuchis is implying. Because if if we do major change, I I don't know. Zuchis, this this is this is my concern here, right? Is he implying that because there's certain things that are more overpowered in draft, we should, you know, uh, I guess, balance around draft? Like, is there should be a separate balance around draft and the main game? Or is it, you know, uh, I I think it might be more maybe like look at things you can change in the draft process that you can improve. I think that could be a possibility
1: well the closest thing that we saw to like or the closest thing that we see to balancing draft and it happened during even the alpha was like luna's change from uh from going to from going to a common to an uncommon like that well that was a change that affected only draft that doesn't mm-hmm. affect constructed at all but i, I guess you can oh, make so changes I guess, like that i guess
0: those changes yeah that, that makes a lot yeah. of sense
1: um five five major changes to specific cards he goes in later on to like what um yeah, what, what cards what? like he, he'd he want to change but like that's if you're like I, I hope that's not a minimum i hope I hope he doesn't want it to be a minimum because five five changes every like even every two weeks like that's still like it gets to a point where like what what if what if we're in a good place let's not yeah change it yeah just that, to change that, it. that
0: that's like there there's a lot of games that have shown that you know change is good um but I think well this this is kind of throwing it back at Zuchis a little bit because uh, I remember Zuchis was saying that um a major core mechanic of Duelist alright was changed literally a day before the release or he was approached a day, right? Um mm-hmm. and he said that didn't really help in the game. And I, I know he's talking about specific cards in this instance. Yeah. Um, but if we're changing cards that frequently I don't quite know if you know, if, if that would make be all too engaged. I don't know if there's ever been a card game that's done that though.
1: I think, well, I think partially what this point, like where it's coming from is because, and we we talked about this before and we were all here, like the fact that the, we have been playing with this set for a very long time now. Okay, uh, We've seen set one since like March when the game was announced and we've been playing it for, I mean, like n- now nearly four months, like it, it has gotten very stale. So maybe that's just coming from like, he just wants to see something like radically different, something radically fresh. And I like, I can get that, but yeah, five, five every every so often i don't know maybe that's not what he means but yeah that, that that's I, how it, it does
0: it, i you know what i know as well though i think uh i think as well though it, it's kind of an idea of let's keep uh, let, you know let's have people come back every week and be like all right this is the new kind of puzzle we're working with let's kind of figure out how we're going to change our decks because of it I think mm-hmm. a but that also way. has
1: that also has the downside of like you come back and it's like okay well everything is now different, <laughs> everything everything, is different. all the strategy I've learned and like all the stuff I've developed in my head to like counter stuff that's all just thrown out the window.
0: And this is something There's, that um, a lot of I I'm gonna I'll reference Hearthstone just because that is the game I'm currently the most familiar with. Um, yeah. The what happens a lot is they have a rotation every year now where they rotate mm-hmm. standard um so if you are someone who hasn't played for a year and a half or two years you might not know any of the cards um so it is something that a lot of new players or players that are returning might struggle with
1: i mean i i I understand that and i I think pretty much every card game that has a standard format does that but at the same time it's like i think this is more egregious just because it's the same cards that are changing Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily new cards it's not
0: new cards the card so you go oh i i didn't know this does this effect now right
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: Either way, I, okay. uh, I I get though like change is definitely needed and I, I yeah. definitely get where he's coming from there. Let's keep going. I, I agree with oh. the
1: sentiment. <laughs>
0: the sentiment, yes. Um, emphasis, uh, so Zucha says, emphasize that this is likely an only temporary measure. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so, so he just explains oh, what, we, wow. We, wow. what Wait, we've been This saying. is why we shouldn't go line by line but that's okay. Uh, essentially, he's saying that we're going to, until there's a new real big set, just kind of play with the game a little bit, right? Yeah. Like that I, I kind of see him. So, right, uh, let's, I'm going to keep going here. This is presumably a win-win. It lets the devs take their time focusing on core game issues without continuing to hemorrhage players and also piques uh, the interest of folks like myself who enjoy the game, but I found the lack of novelty boring. Yeah, so, so that's
1: like what we've been saying, yeah. That's,
0: that's. I mean, that makes us, right, this is why arguments usually have more than one premise, right? Um, <laughs> and Zuch is here kind of showing, explaining what he was saying, is that let the devs kind of have fun with the game Really change yeah. things up while they're still working on the main game, and that would allow players to be like, "All right, there's this crazy new thing I gotta work with." And um, I think the only people that would be disappointed in that would be, I guess, pro players, maybe. Um, although, then in, again, terms
1: of, in terms of rebalancing cards, often,
0: yeah, yeah, but that's that's always well, been a problem. Every time, how, how did you
1: how did you feel when they announced that they're gonna start rebalancing cards? Because that was one stance that they just held on for like. Almost until it got too late, to the point that they just said, "We don't want to change cards ever. We're just going to either ban cards, uh, just because because of, of, of the market and all that kind of stuff." What, what was your reaction to them? Um, just being like, all right. Okay, and so now
0: I'll kind of speak to to the two games I've played. Right, Yu Gi Oh. Okay. The way Yu Gi Oh works is they just have a permanent ban list, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And so if there's certain cards are overpowered, they will ban. But then I think Yu Gi Oh also introduced uh, changes to cards because if there is a synergy or a deck that was completely surrounding one game. Um, then they'd need to, you know, they need to change it. I uh, I think it's Skulking uh, Joker, if I remember. Either way, uh, I'm not going to get into Yu-Gi-Oh! Point being, um, the, um, there is that approach, and then Hearthstone, right, they had the rotation implemented, yeah. um, but they also balanced cards. And I think Artifact, the reason it was so evident, and I knew right away that they were going to... I felt like it, it had to be done right away, just because Cheating Death was so such obviously just a card that didn't make sense for the core mechanic of the game, yeah because so, it, it was it's one thing when like ogre magi has a one four chance of getting a new card um but it's still it's not like oh okay, you get this card and then like you can play right away, like you so, usually you have another turn or whatever um yeah like that that I feel is a little easier to deal with than, oh, I don't, like this lane, you almost have to give up on the lane of cheating death almost right away, or have totally to yeah. an run like three obliterating orbs or something, right?
1: It, I, it affected the game, I agree, way too much, and I think honestly, like just from a design standpoint, I think it was still in the period when Richard Garfield was just excited that the fact that it was a digital game and that he could do an effect like that, because an effect like that would be very hard to do on paper, so he was just like, hey, you know, why not? And, it, again, it was the answer. Green needed an answer to board wipes, uh, like, to, to clears, because it needed to develop a board, because that's what Green did. Um, but, like, I mean, even now, like, Green's still Green's still pretty big, still out there, still doing stuff. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I imagine also we're going to have anti-spell cards soon.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, uh,
0: secrets or traps, uh, like, in other games. Um, just the idea of, oh, I, I laid this card, and now the opponent has to play one spell before they can play that like their actual spell they want to use um and so you could probably play around annihilation that way or um yeah um, yeah and yeah i'm gonna we're gonna keep going here um it also highlights that uh artifact is willing to completely reevaluate its core philosophies okay so i think here i'm just kind of skim here you All get right. to
1: his changes. Is that he? Here yeah, are well, my I changes. will get to the changes
0: probably. in a second. Um, but okay. in these next two, essentially, Zuchis is just saying that right now, Valve people think like Valve won't change anything about the game. And if they're if they started just kind of having fun with it while redesigning the game, on the other point, um, it would uh, you know it make people think, oh, okay, this game like there's actually some likes to it, as opposed to the kind of stale feeling that a lot of us is getting currently.
1: I mean, scaring away, and this point I see gets brought up a bunch. Like, who who exactly yeah, are we scaring away at this left? point? Like, like, yeah, we're, we're like, very
0: much enjoying the game. I mean, I still enjoy the game, but I like if the game core, like the core of the game, changed completely. Like,
1: yeah, like they wouldn't lose <laughs> out on that many people. Like, sure, sure, it would be kind of rude. I mean, you know, but I if if that's what it takes for for the game to come back, I guess that from a business like standpoint. And from even like a game developer standpoint, I guess that still makes sense.
0: And I think, well I've said this before, and this this might sound kind of bad, but giving players okay. like a credit, like a Steam wallet credit and just rebranding the game completely might be a possible solution.
1: So so you're you're for the like Gwent homecoming kind of style. No, I don't style.
0: want Gwent. I don't want the word artifact. I don't want the imps, I don't want the want so you, you
1: want it. You want it all gone and reset. If,
0: if you're gonna reset, you reset. You don't. That's, you that's... either stay with the game, and continue to develop it. But if you, I, my point is, I like, and this is this is just sorry. Let me let me finish here. I, I feel like I'm cutting you off here a bit, Nikita. But uh,
1: no, go for it. Go for it.
0: Um, right now, I think there's such a like like toxic, like almost poison type aspect to the game's branding because mm-hmm. every time anyone's heard artifact at least this is what i hear when i talk to people about the game yeah every time they hear artifact they're like oh is that the game that was money hungry oh is that the game that uh, lost all its players oh is that the game no you know what i mean yeah, yeah and i i feel like you you don't relaunch saying artifact to artifact blah you say you know this is artifact didn't quite work out we liked you know maybe we keep the servers running but the game's kind of staying and we work on a new project that is significant that's changed and they rethink the philosophy completely and i'm okay with that because i think it would lead to more success
1: i totally get that like the yeah like like what you're saying like whatever happens with artifact in the future it's still going to hold that like the launch and what happened uh over, like it's going to it's going to be held over and people are going to remember that all the time but I don't know. I think like, I think if something is going to, if they are going to do some sort of relaunch or something, I don't think they're going to stray too far from artifact. I think too much. I think that's like going a little bit too far. Cause there's too many, like with the art assets and like all of the, I don't know, the music composed. I don't think somebody can afford, even valve can like just afford to throw all that out. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think, I mean, I don't know so much stuff happens that I'm just like, Oh, that'll never happen. But then it ends up happening. So I, you know, and, if it happens, it happens. But,
0: and I um, the reason I bring this up, um, is well, and uh, this is going to be kind of side tangent. So I hope you bear with me here. Um, sure, sure. There, there was this pro wrestling company that was uh, kind of a a a known kind of second to the big WWE brand, um, which is like the big company. And essentially, they they had uh, their branding was called TNA, all right, okay, which is called Total Nonstop Action, Um, okay, which was awful because everyone knows what TNA, you know, like the actual brand TNA is much more popular than this pro wrestling brand. Um, Not only that, uh, I think they got to a point where their ratings were so low, and it just felt like no matter how creative or how well like the actual like TV, you know intriguing or engagement was um it got to a point that everyone's like no like i don't trust the people in charge um i don't like the way they make their shows anymore so even if the actual people on the show the performers are like give you know giving it they're all trying to put on a good show and stuff um people are like that that product died because it would always be associated with its original like with that branding that that was really good for maybe five years and then because of a whole bunch of mistakes everyone's kind of given up on it um, and it, I, that, I don't want Artifact essentially to become, you know, like,
1: but do, do you, mm-hmm. do you enjoy the, the gameplay? Like,
0: do I enjoy Artifact itself? Yeah. Yes. I, I enjoy the game. I'm not. So you're, I,
1: cause I, if they do a reset, like all of that, it, like a reset on the scale, especially that you're talking about, all of that is just like gone.
0: Well, see, this is, this is my point. I, I am, I have two, I'm of two minds here. Right. Um, one part of me is I enjoy the game I enjoy the little community we've created over it um, and I enjoy the difficulty with the game right but mm. my other mind is just thinking of ways that this game could possibly succeed and become a bigger game right so the part of me that enjoys the game if I'm like here and I'm playing the game enjoying it like I'm okay with that right but the other part of me as well and this is partly because I am creating a podcast for the game right yeah. I would like to see the game grow right because I, I do like reaching out to more people. And to I I don't think, by no means do I think my idea is foolproof, nor is it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't know if it succeeds, but I'm just trying to think of ways that I, this, to me at least, it's an idea that could possibly succeed, um, you know, like getting away to the instinct of the fact that this was the game that was announced instead of Half-Life 3, right? Or mm-hmm. like that all stuff. So th- I'm just trying to give my idea or this idea kind of a, uh, it's something that's spewed in my head and stay there. So,
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's tough because I don't know. I mean, I like in terms of like stuff, I think that's why w- the silence has like gone on for this long. I think like they realize that if they're coming back with anything, they have to come back with something like so big. And in fact, the longer they wait to come back with it, the bigger the expectations and the level of stuff that they had to come back with, like that, just all grows. That it yes, just all compounds. Yeah,
0: y- yes, and no, though, right? Because no, okay, because the expectation is, like, for what a, a, a thousand people.
1: They, well, I'm just saying, in you know terms I mean? of stuff like, like, mm-hmm. con- like stuff to do. Like now that now they can't just come back with set two. <laughs> now they have to come back with like, uh, like a ladder. They have to come back with. I I don't know, daily quests or whatever. Yeah. Puzzle mode. It's, it's the same. I think it's the same logic of like why half life three, why they've been putting it off so much. Like if half life three came out directly after half life two, episode two, there would, the expectations would have been, they would have been relatively low and they could have come out with a lower quality product. But because it's now been however many years it has, (laughs) when they come back with half life three, theoretically, it has to be like the biggest thing ever. It has to blow everyone's minds because there's just, you know, the joke has gotten this far. the, the expectations have like gone up this far. I think artifacts and it's kind of, and kind of it's starting to get into that scene.
0: And, and it sucks too cuz like I I there's been a couple messages where you hear the devs and they're like working like putting a ton of work in, right? Yeah. And it's like they have an and I I just think back like I wish I wish the game was released later. Like
1: Yeah, the... no, it it definitely was unfinished and there's actually a lot of rumors that are going around that it was they were pushed to release it in the state they were and they weren't happy with the state that it was being released in um and i mean i you know i think we can all see that like there's a lot of just basic card game like i that, that i think that's why artifact launched the way it did um is that it's, there's just a lot of holes in the experience like there is like the core gameplay is there and it's pretty good but you know you gotta have the you gotta have the the fluff around it or else you know
0: and and it seems like um, I don't know about you, but there was there's a period when I'm like I, I felt like the fact that Magic announced third tournament, yeah, literally as this whole PR disaster was happening was brilliant on the on Wizard No, a hundred
1: percent. It it was at a super unfortunate time because when Artifact actually came out, uh, Magic Arena wasn't like it was getting up there. It was like just released, but it wasn't really the popular thing. Like a lot of people weren't playing it. But yeah, the yeah, it it was it was it was actually very very unfortunate timing.
0: I mean, and I'm sure Wizards of the Coast were kind of worried as well though. Or sorry. They have an interesting dilemma now because their online game might make their <laughs>
1: their paper game their that's paper. actually been happening that in the community in the paper community that's actually starting to be a growing concern because they're pulling a lot of uh, manpower away from the the grand prix like the paper tournaments and all that kind of stuff they're pulling coverage they're actually firing a lot of people and at the same time they're having this uh, million dollar mythic invitational for Magic uh, Magic Arena online so yeah there that that actually is a growing concern right now in um, the
0: magic community I don't know about you though but um, with all the like random cards I bought over the years paper form like i i don't know why but for some reason like it i don't know if it's like some like for some reason having a card and you assign it value right giving to whatever mm-hmm. game you're playing when it's yeah. paper form like i enjoy that card game aspect you know a lot but at the same time there's something that pulls me towards the online version cuz it feels like we're not just printing a bunch of random plastic cards to selling them like i don't know why
1: like, i mean honestly <laughs> like i i played I've played both pretty extensively. I've played paper more than I have digital stuff. And I think I'm still always going to take paper. I think it's the opposite for me. Like, as, because I like paper because it's the card is the, is a tangible thing. Like I have it in a binder, you know, sometimes it's shiny. I can like, you know, <laughs> shuffle it up and do all that kind of stuff. Like in digital, it's, it's, it's a JPEG. Like there was no, there wasn't even the effort took to print it and put it in a booster pack and then like put it in a store or anything. It's just so, I don't know if the experience for me, at least personally, the experience feels a lot, more fake but it's interesting that you have like the other side well
0: no i think i think i've always had that as well though like i like collecting and stuff but i think what what i don't like is that feeling like let's just say i go away from a game for a year or two Mm -hmm. and just looking at that box of all these cards and being like you know this was like 150 bucks when i bought it yep and now they don't mean anything
1: well okay well you have to play you have to play eternal formats you have to play formats where those cards don't rotate and sometimes those <laughs> cards will actually be more than 150 more than what you spend but that's you unfortunately,
0: know unfortunately no unfortunately my my paper game of choice was yugioh um Oh. Which... Okay. well hey
1: yugioh doesn't Yu-Gi-Oh not actually have rotation it, it just has like not, they just ban more yeah they just ban more cards they right
0: ban more cards but it also has eternal power creep
1: yes so yes. I mean, uh, we've it's... all seen the lines of text
0: it's it's you're reading a you know you're reading a novel when you're playing that game but
1: uh it, and, and now they got the lines of text on the art now
0: yep yep um i i've stopped for a little bit it's interesting because i i remember when original Yu-Gi-Oh came out right and it was mm-hmm. it was almost like original artifact but as a kid you you way preferred it because it was easy to understand you're like all right i can play one card a turn like one monster a turn i can play any mage and trap cards i i want a turn and yeah. to make a bigger monster you sacrifice one or you sacrifice two that was it that was a whole core gameplay um so i remember when i was trying to get back into the game it's like oh there's a million things you have to learn now <laughs> and then once you learn all that it was also like um here is oh yeah every the game became really quick because the power group is at such ridiculous level um, yeah that you you can like You can summon, like, five monsters in a turn, and, like, just the whole board fills up, and then the whole board disappears, and the new board fills up, and you do this combo and this combo. So it's really fun for people who like doing a million things at once, where you feel like Mm -hmm. that. Um, From a competitive standpoint, though, I don't think it was uh, as fun, because there was clearly some combos that were more broken than others. That's kind of getting off topic, though, but... I don't know if you want I to think Yu-Gi-Oh
1: something. is a good as a good like uh model to show why this is why we need a standard rotating curated format like just just for that reason that it's just like you can't you the power level has to go up or else what's the point of buying the new cards and at the end of the day that's what that's why the company is still making those cards is so we buy them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that like yeah and but it's interesting that you brought this up though that you brought up the paper versus um Online format, and maybe maybe the online format is also me because I don't, I'm not a point anymore. You know, when I was younger, I'd be like, "All right, like I have my my own deck." You know, they mm-hmm. my friend has their own deck, and we're like, well, whenever we're just playing or whatever, we'd also bring our decks and play a bit. Um, and I think that was cool, but it, maybe it's just that I'm at an age where like I don't see myself, you know, spending a hundred dollars on a um a paper you know, like, let's just say magic, right? hundred yeah. bucks to, to buy some deck for magic. Um, because I know I'd only use that twice or three times a year um, to play with friends. Right. While in yeah. online format, it, I could actually use those cards more.
1: No, that's fair. I, I think that, I mean, that is the benefit of, of digital. That's why magic, the gathering arena is like taking off, even though there's like a perfectly good paper, like thriving paper community is because, you know, Hey, we can't all, not everybody has a friendly local game store that's like close to them. And so, you know, sometimes you just like come back from work, you don't want to go anywhere and you just, you know, that mm-hmm. it's on your computer and you got the full magic the gathering experience right there. So,
0: but it's also killing, um, from, I heard like Friday night magic, some like in some areas. I mean,
1: you know, sure, uh, the, the place that I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to have like a game store, a very like competitive thriving game store next to me. And I haven't, I haven't particularly noticed it, but I can imagine in lower population areas where there is only like one game store around within like a certain radius. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's probably a long drive to get there and it's probably more worth it to just stay home and play online. So, yeah, and, I, I, I can see that.
0: And we're going to bring this actually back to Artifact now. Because I remember originally the idea was, oh, this game was going to be you playing with your friends. It's true, they
1: didn't mention that.
0: But that's not at all the feeling I get. The feeling I get is playing, you know, is playing a card game, like an online multiplayer game. You could
1: play with your friends like it's still a thing <laughs> magic the gathering arena actually only got that feature like being able to directly challenge uh, a friend it still doesn't have a friend list but you are now able to like enter your uh, like a code and directly challenge someone that like actually took mm-hmm. them a while to get that uh which is pretty funny but i mean artifact i mean the thing that i and the thing that this is a feature that keeps getting brought up is like 1v1 drafts like that that would be cool that's like a nice long time you can spend with like another person like you know playing artifact that's like more involved than just constructed
0: i think um as well uh this is actually where paper i think will always trump uh the digital format is you can actually you know make friends um i feel at a tournament at an actual area yeah, um, yeah.
1: The, the human connection 100 connection
0: and i think i think that's that's probably the one thing that i don't think a digital card game will ever do is that feeling yeah. of like, hey, we're just like a bunch of random, you know, like uh, nerdy, nerdy guys, yeah um, you know, I just mean, kind car- of playing some games for fun and, and like talking. And that's especially I know a lot of people. And when Rob was on, he was actually saying talking about this um, that uh, like this is this is how he made a lot of good friends in like high school and stuff because they were they they played this game and like. And he kind of got into it, and then they all like for him it was magic, right? Um, and they mm-hmm. all started playing, and that's kind of how their friendships grew. And that's kind of cool, right? Because I think there's there's something that that's definitely missing for me, um, TCG. You know,
1: I mean, there's yeah, digital card games have always had this issue. I think with Artifact, I think I remember Gabe Newell saying that the because card games are like naturally soulless that's why they actually have the imps in the game is because they evoke emotion from the player because without the imps the game would just be a bunch of static things moving around there would be nothing like there would be no no emotion no character no like no animated anything that like gives you any sort of expression but like that that's why the imps are there so it's like a very minor version of that it's not that it's not the human connection obviously but it's it's trying to get that whole like you know, there's something there. There's something for me to look at. Something that's like reacting and responding, like a, in a micro way that I would.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I feel that's the problem that every, um, unfortunately, every online game is gonna have to face.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: Let's kind of. I I know we kind of went off, but I really enjoyed that uh, conversation. Let's see what Zuch has proposed though for. Sure. For, for our it. sake. So week one, time of triumph. Cost change to nine. Um, all right, I guess that would be a okay. good first change. Uh, any thoughts? Make it a little I harder. I think
1: uh, is the problem right now that red is getting there too fast, or is the problem that ramp is ramping to it like too fast? I think that's fast?
0: what Sush is trying to do there, right? Okay. Green red ramp, making it so you know that turn it's you know turn three or four you can't. Yeah, because. Just
1: mono red i've never felt like time of triumph they're like oh okay well this is ridiculous like turn like they they, they just have it like with ramp I, I have felt that that this just like oh okay i guess they have time of triumph they could just do that because then they could just star as a line or zomini's favor or any any of the ramp stuff so i i think i agree with that um it would i guess indirectly nerf mono red but you know
0: uh, yeah no for sure i i think i think okay i, I see where he's going for there uh, next thing right away annihilation all right you know uh criminals mm-hmm. one and two here adds modify enemy units with minus one bounty but before destroying interesting
1: okay so he his problem with annihilation is that it provides too much gold benefit for you so i guess that makes sense because original like the whole every board wipe the downside is supposed to be is that it's symmetrical that you're also losing as much if not more units in the in the blast but i guess with the game with the way that it's used nowadays it's it's being used as just like send one guy to the slain with initiative annihilation and then you just get like all this value out of it
0: yeah yeah and i mean like it's is minus
1: one bounty enough
0: I yeah I, I was also thinking like annihilation. The reason I don't hate the card with an utter passion is because it does kill everything on board.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, honestly, I don't I don't hate it either. I'll say this right now, like as long as we're talking about the change,
0: like for me, like the way that it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no, no. I was just saying the way that it is right now. Like I don't, I pers- I don't think it's broken. I, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that, that he does.
0: Well, it, it might just be because that's that's a change I don't think would affect to like, it would affect gold generation um so it wouldn't be like blue does that gets you know their uh, like horn of the alpha or something like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know or uh, some you know uh, some kind of item that uh really swings the game so essentially i think that's the what he's trying to get and that would be a good change because i think it's an easy like tinker change and like if if it it works out it works out great if not it doesn't matter right if Uh,
1: if i saw that change i don't think that would i don't think that a Effects too much that might just I guess help it a little yeah. like make it a little bit more fair.
0: All right, uh, next one. Stars Align change to decrease a card in your hand mana cost by one.
1: Ooh, okay, interesting.
0: Um, that's
1: a, that's a big change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be a one mana card that you could play turn one, and it it allow you a little bit of tempo, but it wouldn't be the ramp. So that would completely change that whole deck's kind of way of you know way of playing
1: so is that is that do you get to pick the card or is it a random i guess it would say a random card so you you would get to pick the card
0: yeah it's here yeah i think you'd have to pick because i think yeah. if it would be a random then that would the value there would be quite low that being said it is a one mana card right
1: yeah um, so it's one mana to like
0: yeah I'd, one I'd, mana. that How would you be to
1: say that again it's one mana to accelerate you one turn because normally stars align. I guess accelerates you two turns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I I don't hate it, but it would fundamentally change the way the game's yeah, played.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Um, but it's interesting. I like where he's getting. Um, all right. Let's let's keep going. Phantom Ass- uh, assassin. So you decrease to five seven instead of a six eight. Instead of a six eight. Hmm. Is phantom assassin that much of a problem?
1: Yeah. That, that's what I was feeling too. Like I don't. I think Phantom Assassin is an is like an okay like balanced card. I don't. It does what it's supposed to do, and it does it sort of fairly. I have I have I have more of an issue with like Bounty Hunter because with Phantom Assassin you know what you're getting; yeah. it's always there. With yeah. Bounty Hunter, you don't know what you're getting. True. True. So I I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I'd love. To, I, I guess you can. I guess you can ask us thoughts next time. Where? Oh no, for going.
0: sure. We're, we're gonna definitely next week. We'll go all over all this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's good for us to kind of get a take on it. Um, yeah, this is our raw take. A raw take, and also because I think sometimes when you write stuff down, uh, your intention is not necessarily what's pushed across, right?
1: Yeah, um, maybe maybe he's changed his mind like since then. So
0: I don't know. I will see. This was this was today, right?
1: That's true. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> so I mean, it's eight, it's eight hours. You could change your mind in eight hours.
0: All right. Well, the who knows. Um, I'm gonna keep going though. <laughs> Uh, Ogre Magi changed to whenever you cast a blue spell add a counter. Uh, if there are four more counters, remove all. Cap- copy the spell.
1: I actually like this. I, I think.
0: L- I think it's a little too much. I think it could be three, but I do like this.
1: a Yeah. Lot. Yes. I. I. No, okay. I agree. I agree that if anything needs to be changed here, it's the amount of counters. I think it's a cleaner version of Ogre Magi than the way it is currently.
0: It is a more. It feels a little more fair. Yeah. Um, and it's something that can be played around.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's, you can't, you, even though you can't really control what spell, like, I think it's, yeah, I think it's still fine. I think, I think mostly after, after like even three turns, whatever spell you're casting, you're usually not against getting it back. Like, that's still.
0: Yeah. And you could, you could actually, this would create a situation where you can maybe not play a spell and be like, oh yeah, I'm like yeah, I want to get a thunderstorm. So you're sacrificing. And, I here let actually I'm gonna jump off of this a little bit here, okay? Um, because I always found this interesting with this particular game. Um, where there's a lot of times that it feels like nothing is happening later on where there's more mana in the game because everybody's fighting for initiative, yeah. Um, and I feel like the one thing the one problem I see with this is it might just add more things where you don't do anything because you want value, and then
1: I mean. <laughs> Late, late in the game if you're just not doing something that's like that's still pretty big like that's a big that's putting yourself behind i feel like like you want to do because so, what if they do something then you then you're just immediately behind
0: yeah it's it's but I, my my point was like initiative like speaking of initiative right that's a good, yeah that's so true. but I, I guess you're right i guess here the person would have to value like do i need more value from this card or is do i need to use yeah. it immediately so I like it because it yeah. it
1: adds some like it adds more thinking. Like it there's more it adds like an interesting some decision making that you have to do. Yeah.
0: Um all right, I, I think we can just keep going. Yeah. Um, Hellbear Cri- Crippler changed to four three.
1: What what is it by default? I, it's a 3-1-3, I,
0: I believe. So just add attack. I guess this is just yes. just trying to change some stats up. It's is it the What's it's the... the one that decreases armor or attack?
1: I think it decreases attack cuz okay. it, it, I just remember that just cuz it cripples that's uh uh that's yeah let's let's both look it up. Let's
0: both look it up. Quality audio, all right? Yeah. Uh who's first? We'll see who's we'll see who's faster, all right?
1: Oh uh, no, I've lost my place. Hell there. There crippler. It's a three-three. It's a three mana three-three that deals. Whenever it deals battle damage to a unit, modify that unit with minus one attack.
0: Okay, so all it's doing is is changing it to four. I mean, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. I think we can keep. Going.
1: I, I'm not against that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I change some stats. Yeah.
0: Um, dirty deeds change to destroy all items on that hero. On the target okay. hero. Okay. That's
1: the one that deals damage. So we we have a we have a artifact podcast, we don't even know what all the cards do. Yeah, so normally it deals two damage. <laughs> normally deals two damage to the enemy tower for each of its improvements. Yeah, that this is the like this is another like possibly contender for like a challenge just cause how of how like although this one's probably better than Rolling Storm.
0: Yeah. And I think I think I think in general a lot of these changes are just seeing kinda seeing what sticks.
1: Um I like the, the I mean, that, that's what they did with the, the whole, like, the item change of Sweeping item changes is take all these cards that nobody even considers and just sort of, like, make them more considered, you know? Yeah, make them yeah. Make them have another thought.
0: That's definitely something they could do in general. All right. I think I'm good. I think, I think, I don't think we have to keep going on uh, all, right. all his proposed changes. I don't know about you. Um, sure. I will let Zuchis talk a little bit about it next week once he gets on. I hope you enjoyed uh, our discussion there. Yeah, yeah, Um, let's move on. I guess this will be our kind of our last topic, uh, and then I'll kind of close out the show. Uh, You said that something. uh, There's some news on your end for action esports.
1: Uh, Yes, there is. So this, I mean, this isn't really official, but it's happening. Um, I don't know who particularly cares. It's not. It's not too important. But we're actually uh, changing the channel to be. I think it's going to be called action card games now. It's not going to be just artifact. We're not abandoning artifact. Um, I, as as the content lead for it, like I I, I get to decide what goes, goes out. I'm still very much for artifact. I think artifact, in fact, will bounce back. I don't think it's an. I think it's just a question of when. Now it's not an if. Um, but nevertheless, right now we are at a definite low point, and there isn't really any value in producing super high quality artifact content right now just because there isn't a a good viewer base for it and that that's strictly from a business decision that's not from a like yeah from a love like um and it's also i mean even from a content creator's position like you know it sucks to like put a lot of effort into something and then in not getting a lot of views and i you know even if the few people that view it do enjoy it but you know so we're basically just Switching it to long form uh, historical pieces where we cover a particular, for example, like a like a uh, yogsron that was a that was a big card in Hearthstone. So it mm-hmm. came out. Um, what? How did it affect the meta? What was the community reaction to it? What was any nerfs that happened to it, and how did those nerfs pan out? What was the community's reaction to that? Just sort of like history pieces on interesting cards, or interesting archetypes, or even in like interesting players. Just sort of stuff like that. And that also extends to Artifact. If, if, you know, if Artifact develops... One of the one of the things I'm actually working right now is on a big, probably going to be like 20-minute video on like what exactly happened during Artifact's launch. Like what was like from the very oh, beginning when it was announced at TI nice. to the date that it was released. Because there's there's a lot that happened during that time. And a lot of it, you know, like arguably foreshadowed like what the launch ended up becoming. Like it was just a lot. So it's not... We're not... You know, it, it, in fact, down the line we might even like come back to artifact. But for now, for all intents and purposes, we're just going to be putting out stuff that we want to make, that we want to talk about, that we want to document, just sort of stuff like that.
0: And I, I love. I I think as well. I think a lot of people have to accept that you go to where you can get the most views, right? For instance, yeah. for, for me, particular, I've actually thought about this because um, I am competing in Hearthstone tournaments still. Um, okay. Whether I want to make our podcast more general, and this episode was a little more general, um, shall we say, with some of our discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that in my particular case, um, what brings a lot of people back is, you know, I might have like the fifty to hundred, you know, whatever. It was it was one hundred sixty actually our last episode, which was really good for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so w- whatever, like around a hundred more is is, is great. Um, but for Action Esports, which itself is a pretty big organization, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure their Overwatch videos are getting quite more substantial views, right? Yes. And I think uh, as an organization, they have to decide. Listen, like we need to, we're going to cover more content because if we get Hearthstone views or maybe Magic, um, we might be able to, you know, get the views that we're used to seeing. And unfortunately, Artifact currently at the point it's at is not going to yeah. give us those views, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's not. Yeah. Again, like I, to reiterate, like it's going to be just a general card games thing. Like artifact is not out of the equation. Like and if there is something to talk about, artifact. If there's like a particular deck spot we'd want to make, like we'll make it. Like that's that's the nice thing about like we're not we're not leaving the channel. We're just incorporating more things just so that we can you know produce the highest qual like work with the highest quality uh material to put out.
0: Yeah, and and if you know if there's a lull, artifact like it's it's hard to be creative when there's not much happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. I want to say, though, I also think your idea, the whole history thing, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought I... about this, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a history major. Um, like, I finished my undergraduate degree in uh, history. Yeah. Um, and I always, like, uh, there was uh, a couple of, you know, I've seen some couple of YouTube's channels that have done kind of history pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in you particularly, you're going to be doing more history pieces, right? Like, And we're going to be yeah. related to card games. And I always thought like maybe it would be cool if there was someone, obviously this is a bigger undertaking, um, but I would always have have loved to work on a project where I'll do some more extensive research and I'll look into, um, you know, how did esports grow, how to get to this. And you go year by year um, and literally just go like, this is all the major events happening. These are, this is how it's significant and be a longer form uh, video, right?
1: Um, Yeah, I I personally love that kind of stuff more than just the, the run of the mill sort of like right now, the, the notion is you make a video and it's going to be viewed for that week. And then you just sort of forget about it. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of making a video and it's timeless. So if somebody comes back to it in two years, it's still going to be relevant information. It's still going to be like a good documentation of things that happened. I, I, I like that kind of stuff more.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes the problem is, is if you do a video that's by itself, um, it's not at like, um. I don't know if you know Darren, Dan Carlin's history, hardcore history.
1: Yes, yes, I know that.
0: Um, so his videos, you can literally go back at any point, right? Yeah. Because they're kind of documentations of a time period, and I feel like um, card games, whether it's card games or whether it's esports, I always was fascinated about this. Why why haven't we seen a longer form, you know, um, like piece by piece, kind of going through an era not just game specific. Cause I think sometimes I think there's a lot of game specific ones. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to kind of give knowledge to people that maybe your relatives, your friends, your family um, who don't quite understand like kind of what sphere you're in. Right. And it'd be, no, cool. I
1: mm-hmm. just, just to like speak on that a little bit. I, so I do video editing for an esports uh company. So I, the, like, what I can't explain uh, this, the part that I'm stuck on with my grandparents is explaining what video editing is. Like I, I can't even explain that <laughs> let alone whatever the burden of like what, what the hell esports is. So. A
0: video I think video editing could be a little easier because you could say I'm the, you know, I'm the, after the cameraman gives me the tape and I edit it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um... I know, but, but that's not, that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's the problem is I'm just like, let's like I take videos that other people make and I sort of, and then I sort of like record some of my own and I kind of put it, like smash it together or something.
0: That's true. I guess that would be more difficult. Um, my point in general, though, is I think that would be a really cool piece. And I always, you know, whether whether um, whether I'd want to work on it or if someone wanted to work on that would be so cool. Uh, to that'd be see. tricky because
1: esports esports is like a big industry, and there's a lot of stuff that happened to get it to where it is today. And, like that. That and, would.
0: And I think it. This would have to be like a larger. It'd be a larger organization. Like it'd have to be like a. It might be an esports org. Um, or, or just like, um, a company, like a better company like blizzard. Um, but like, what what would you say? Like the, you'd have to kind of start off with the fighting game community. Right. Um, mm-hmm. along with like the original StarCraft,
1: um, Yeah. I, I think those two were like the big, very first ones. Starcraft get, especially.
0: Yeah. And then you get CS go. Right. So those are, those are the kind of three, I feel like infields, but then if you're, if we talk about car games specifically, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, yeah, you that,
1: can, that 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 has its own like yeah it's it,
0: you know creation of of uh, magic um, and then all the off-brand car, like paper card games and then the transition to but still I think there's something there that hasn't really been explored um, and I think there's definitely you know something that uh, a lot of people could I don't know a lot of orcs could kind of think about if maybe they'd want to do something like that yeah
1: that'd be cool I'd I'd watch that I'd watch it too
0: all right uh, this has been great. This has been a good episode. I feel yeah, enjoy I, it. I enjoyed our talk a lot. Um, I, you know, I hope all the best for action esports, kind of with you, video editing and all that. Thank you. Um, Thank how you. how it's going? Um, I uh, on my end, all right. Um, for anyone who is interested, uh, I, I've kind of dabbled with some casting, um, and to some hilarious results. So. Uh, I, they were the,
1: definitely hilarious. The 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 like clips that you posted. Which one did she watch? Did you watch the? I Super think I watched S- the the singing one.
0: The singing clip. The, the singing clip was quite funny. um I the I don't know. I think Artifact was a little bit tough, um, especially because it was 100%. a seven hour cast. I think I overdid it. I,
1: I have no idea how to even approach casting artifact. like it's such a because you know people could just sit there for the entire turn and not do anything, and there's only so much you can talk about in terms of like strategy because there's so many different lines like I don't I don't know
0: I think I think one, by hour six, I got into it.
1: <laughs> no I mean I, hey, there's
0: sure. there's a range between being entertaining, being tired, and then being informative. and I think that's how my cast went. like the okay. first two hours were more entertaining because I had energy. Then there was like a dip. <laughs> did you
1: Did you get any feedback on it?
0: I got a little bit of feedback on it. Yeah, um, I think I think for most part people enjoyed it. Um, I was good. told by the the people who were running the tournament that like maybe oh. it would have been good to like put my podcast on during the breaks or something. Um, that might have been a cool idea. I don't know. I had like a we had a constant like twenty viewers, so that was pretty cool for yeah. for me at least. Um, no, I think I think where I felt a lot more at home. Interestingly enough, is uh, I casted some Overwatch scrims.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: Um, and I was a Masters player in that game uh, not Ooh. too long ago, but I
1: haven't... I don't think we've ever talked about this, about your Overwatch.
0: No, no, I... Okay, so, well, <laughs> you know what? While we're here, I, this is this has been... You know, let, let's let's do a rundown of my esports
1: history, right? Alright, let's do it.
0: Are you okay with that? I don't know if you're... you're no, going... for sure,
1: let's do it, let's do it. Alright,
0: so I, I started... Um, first time I, got, I guess the first time like i kind of got any any like multiplayer video games was call of duty um okay but that i didn't own the game right um okay. i always went to my what friend's house who lived like next you know a couple houses not a couple houses, like a street over um, how old were you oh definitely not old enough to play call of duty
1: um okay <laughs> uh
0: I, i'd imagine i would be like 11 12
1: um, all right i mean fair enough i mean i think everybody like around that age Played at, at least a game that they probably shouldn't have.
0: Point point being, my, my parents wouldn't have let me have the game. Um, Fair
1: enough.
0: But you know, if I was at my friend's house, we'd be, either be playing that or Halo. Um, okay. And I guess Halo was actually the first time I saw like a tournament where where people were playing Halo. Um, but esports as like esports, I don't think I really got into till StarCraft Two. That was the big one in two thousand and ten, two thousand eleven. Um, I think. The golden I, age. Yeah, I ended up buying. Um, my, I think it was my first laptop, and it was really cool because I I'd worked I like I taught karate, um, okay. and I finally saved up enough money to buy a laptop and buy StarCraft two. Was um, this
1: like a gaming laptop or was this just like a general purpose? Laptop? It was
0: I think it was six hundred dollars Canadian, and okay. it was but it was a six gigabyte with a terabyte hard drive, and I think it had one gigabyte of dedicated five forty graphics.
1: <laughs> huh
0: so it was just i mean for starcraft it could run starcraft that's all that mattered
1: wait this is 2010 you had a you had a laptop with a one terabyte in it
0: this was it. 2000 it must it might have been no i think it was two 2011
1: okay 2011. Interesting. i don't know I, don't, I i don't remember i feel like the whole terabyte thing just like they where they just like shove it everywhere that was kind of like a within the last like four or five years uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I remember
0: I'm... buying it specifically with that in mind. It was also an Acer laptop, so I don't know if that company did things differently.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, um, you guys. So, okay. So you you did Starcraft.
0: Yeah, Starcraft, and that's and the big thing was that actually one of our, my friend's friend, he was top thirty uh, in North America. Um, okay. And so we would watch him like uh, Scarlet became a really big player, and he lost to Scarlet. I believe, in the semifinals of the tournament where Scarlet, like, everyone knew who Scarlet was. Huh. Uh, for reference, Scarlet is currently playing in uh, Korean League with the top, like, 32 players in the world. Uh, Till this day. Good. So um, he, was, he was up there. So that's where I really got into it. Um, and then, you know, StarCraft was... I played a lot of StarCraft. I didn't really get too far in, but what I enjoyed about StarCraft is literally the time that you put into the game is the time, like, your results were literally reflected in um, how you did, right? Um, yeah. And it's cool for me, because I, I, I also was, I was kind of at the end of my competitive soccer <laughs> stint. Um, I, I always played soccer from a young age, um, and so I was I was like, you know, this is a good uh, competitive outlet for me. It was kind of new, and Day 9 was a big, I was a big fan of Day 9, because... Uh,
1: yeah, everybody was. And
0: he just, he spoke a lot of truths, I think, that like you know like there's like the stereotype of dumb teenagers, um, and day nine was able to somehow like talk about like all the dumb situations you're in, and for some reason make you I felt like he made me wiser, I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: no, I'm for sure, I mean day nine plays day nine is still to this day sort of plays the dumb teenager like kind of thing up, like he still and then he just like intermittently just drops like wisdom bombs everywhere <laughs> like he still does that.
0: No, he he's too I think he is someone who I will never unsubscribe to. I don't think I've watched a day nine video in in at least a couple months or a year or something. But there is something that, you know, maybe there's like a clip of him or there's some new project and for some reason like yeah. I will always stick with him and that that just might be from growing up, you know.
1: No, he's very fun and he gets around. Like he he's everywhere doing doing everything usually.
0: Yeah, and right now, I think, I think um, from what I last heard, his girlfriend was working at Twitch. Um, so, I think he was just streaming and doing Twitch-related work or something like that. I know he was yeah, that makes, that trying, to, trying to make an RTS game, and now he's playing Magic or online, like the arena. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, StarCraft 2, that was a big thing. Try to get competitive with that. Uh, I think at some point I decided, like, I want to be, like, you know, I want to be pro. I want to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> Uh so I played that and then League of Legends happened so I kind of transitioned that tried that out didn't didn't really go too far in that game
1: we all had that phase
0: um and then I know I th- I'm pretty sure I played Hearthstone when it came out cuz I'm like oh it's like Yu-Gi-Oh except it's it's on it's like on the computer I don't have to you know I don't have to spend as much money uh to be somewhat competitive um and then over so, yeah, so Hearthstone was uh, I'm trying to remember when Overwatch when was Overwatch released officially?
1: Uh, Overwatch was way after Hearthstone. But um, was
0: it 2016?
1: Yeah, Overwatch is actually kind of recent.
0: Yeah, I believe it was around 2016, but the point was I think I played I played on a Hearthstone uh test team which is the collegiate league at my yep. old university. Um I know so about that. that that's when I really got competitive, you know, I put down 50 bucks I bought some competitive decks. I played with some pretty top-level players.
1: Um, you really got into it with the 50 bucks.
0: Well, to be fair, I had played um, a significant amount, and that was just when they introduced the rotation. Yeah. So I was yeah. able to sell all my wild cards to be, have at least one or like a couple competitive decks. Um, I'm at a point now with the game that I've played so much that every new rotation comes around and I'm able to get pretty much all the cards I need.
1: Mm. So that, do you still keep? Do you still keep up with it?
0: Well, I'm actually currently going to be playing Tespa this year too. So oh, right on, right on. Because um, I, so yeah, no, but I got into it there. That's when I really uh, started playing a lot of Overwatch because I'm like I wanted a new game. League was done. Uh, Hearthstone was kind of you know, uh, and so I got into Overwatch. And I think the one thing that detracted me from Overwatch is one, the ladder system is very tough because there is 12 players in the game. Um, yeah, a lot of times you might be playing. Correctly, but still be losing games. Um, mm. and so to instill good habits was difficult. Um, and the problem with that is if you got on a team at a lower level, you weren't gonna install good habits either. Mm. Um, so unlike StarCraft or League of Legends, where I always felt like there was something I could improve on. Um in, in Hearthstone to some extent, although Hearthstone I felt like I could watch more to improve. Um, Wait, it
1: do, doesn't League of Legends have the same pitfalls as Overwatch in terms no. of like?
0: No, because uh-huh. there is, uh, well, especially at that. I don't know what it's like now, but there's uh, there's carry potential, and what I mean by that oh, yeah. is okay. is if you are significantly better than the person you're laning against, um, you can um, you can you can just get far enough ahead to actually win the game yourself. Interesting. Even though there's a lot of other players, there was a point, especially if you knew the strength of your character, maybe your character wins between 20 and 30 minutes. So, in 20-30 minutes, you're really pushing towers and you're really focusing on getting that through. In Overwatch, you can play your position completely correctly, but the game is so balanced to teams that, um, th- like, it's so balanced to the different teams that you're like, you, you don't. If one person is doing something wrong, it could be affecting the whole team, and you can't do anything. Right? No, I,
1: I totally I totally agree with that. How early were you playing League of Legends?
0: Uh, I think it was season three, through. Oh,
1: that's so long ago. Season
0: is season three to six, I believe. I think,
1: I think because I feel like I see, and I feel like I remember because I played like much later. I, I think I like still see people doing the same kind of complaining that I see with Overwatch in terms of just like you know my team holds me back too much. It's, it's not the...
0: the same though because you know you know what the difference is. I I looked up the stats. Like, they started giving you stats and, like, creep score and stuff. Okay. And they gave you a percentage relative to your rank. So, there was objective metrics, I felt, that I could, right away, I could tell, listen, like, this has to be done better. Right? Like, if you're you're getting only, like... If you could... If at your rank, people are getting, you know, like, an average of 60 creeps per this time limit. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then at a... um, Another... um, but you're only getting forty. Um, then objectively, you, you that's something you can improve on and get a lot better on. In Overwatch, even if your aim, I mean, there is some metrics of like, okay, you're doing this much damage per this much. But if you are an immobile character in Overwatch, um, you can actually be just dove by two tanks and not do anything. Yeah. Um, and what, the difference is, I felt like even even as a glass cannon in League of Legends, that you playing around tower right or knowing your escapes was a lot easier, while Overwatch, usually if you're caught out, you're completely caught out and dead. And there's really not much you can do if your team's not protecting you as the damage carry, right? I,
1: I think there's like, I'm not. it's not really a competing factor anymore, but I think that's why I've always kind of preferred Team Fortress 2 to Overwatch, even though I still like Overwatches, because in Team Fortress 2, you can carry the team, like even in like 24, t- 24 matches, like one player can still like push and then have that have like significant impact so I, I don't know,
0: and I think as well, um, yeah, no, just in general, I think the game is so it's designed brilliantly, but it's designed in a way that I feel like you, it needs to be six six stacks really. <laughs> like it feels very yeah. difficult to be playing solo queue because when you're in a six stack, you can objectively go, "All right, what didn't work out? This person, let's improve this." Right? But we are uh, I've been hearing,
1: c- I've been, I've been hearing that like feeling a long time that like like ladder like needs to be like fixed.
0: But I I don't have a like Overwatch League right now is is currently being played. Um, yeah, it I is. I know some of my roommates day. are watching, but um, yeah. I know I I I think I respect the game a lot because it is team based. I think mm-hmm. unfortunately for me as someone who's trying to become competitive, like, like I don't step into multiplayer games really to be, um, like it kind of sucks in some way. But I like, I don't I don't really play games for fun anymore. Like if well it's, it's
1: like what what you find fun right like yeah. you're, you're you're still playing you're still playing it, you're playing it to get better and that's what you find fun that's still mm-hmm. kind of for fun true
0: true but i think i have a mentality where i'm kind of at an age where i'm like you know about to go off you know do like real adult work <laughs> yeah you know and like pay and i know once that phase really hits me i'll be kind of looking past this phase of my life um, so I feel like I'm still within the window where I'm like, you know, what? it'd be kind of cool to be on a competitive team, you know, even if I did for a year um, to try it out. And I think that's why Overwatch ultimately I stopped because even though I felt like I was kind of I was playing well, um, there was never and I kind of tried out a couple teams like you know some community teams. Uh, mm. I never felt like I, I I partic. And also listen, I, I play Reinhardt right and Winston okay. and stuff, and there's certain characters that like. I feel like you see players that are obscenely good with them at higher ranks, but they're enabled through their team and I felt like I, yeah there's, only, there's a limit to how much I could actually contribute to the game, and I never felt like I could really push forward to uh, to GM um, that,
1: That's an interesting point you said uh, earlier. so you feel like in 10 years when you're when you're at that stage where you are like looking back at all these like games you've played you, you don't think you'll be playing video games at all.
0: Oh, I think I'll be playing video games, but I don't. I think I'm at a point right now where the way I look at video games is I want to okay. be a pro player for a year or two. I'm still at that okay. stage. Does that make sense? That's fair. No, and, that totally makes sense. No, and, I get that. And the Hearthstone, I went through a kick with this where I played. Um, I believe it was last April. I I managed to get a second in a bunch of uh, qualifiers. I need to get first to actually go through. But it was. Uh, but I was doing quite well in tournaments, and I was like, "Okay, this is the game I'm doing, this is the game i'm doing um and i I think I have that because I kind of feel like i am still starting at the point that you know competitive gaming video gaming is not gonna be you know uh, it's not gonna be something I can continue to pursue in in that ras- aspect, and I think you know what it will happen eventually um I'll probably just be playing a lot of single player games or games That's whatever fair. friends are playing. Um, but currently I'm still in a phase where I tend to play games that I feel like I'm good at and I can, uh, improve at, um, you, you
1: don't want to play something. You don't want to half-ass a game. You want to like, get, yeah, at, go, this point, like, if you're gonna...
0: at this point, I don't think I have the time to do that. Um, yeah, given, that's fair. Hey, it's your life. given all my projects and given my goals, right. Um, just, just so you know, like in, in 2015, I won, um, uh, a gold medal in the provincial, uh, like a kickboxing tournament.
1: Okay, that's um, cool.
0: And so, like, I have that competitive drive still in me, but I can't do Kickbox anymore because I do like my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, but, no, and so, like, it kind of keeps in with, with this, right? This is, like, my competitive outlet. Um, so, yeah. yeah, no, Overwatch, essentially, um, in 2017, I, was, I made a... There was no club in our school, in the new school mm-hmm. I went to. So, I, I, I graduated 2017 in April. Uh, okay. And then in September... Uh, I started at a new school, uh, which is Brock University. We had no club. Um, and that's where I created uh, the. I just wanted to play Overwatch because um, that was the game I was still grinding at that point. Um, mm-hmm. So I created uh, a team and I found some people. So I actually played Hearthstone as well, which was cool. Um, uh, and then eventually there was someone else who was doing Call of Duty stuff and he made a, an actual club. Like ours was just like an unofficial Discord um, okay. that combined with like the couple players that played last year in Tespa for fun. Um, but by the end of year, uh, sorry, the first semester, uh, we, we were officially the Brock eSports club.
1: Okay. Um, uh, and you guys were recognized by the school and all that?
0: Yes. Uh, I think we were ratified by November about, okay. uh, well, that's when it was official, but I had been yelling at people to find a full team of players, um, all throughout September to December during that Overwatch season. Nice. Um, Uh, but then what ended up happening is I had my placement. So it was a five weeks of pretty intense teaching, um, which is crazy because there's a lot of, a lot of prep and stuff you have to do that, um, it's, it's just, there's, there's a lot of things you're not quite used to, right? I taught a lot of karate and athletics in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. but in the school system, in a publicly funded school system, there's a lot of other things you have to worry about. Uh, you have to prepare and to their expectations and to whatever point being, uh, I was kind of out of commission for five weeks. Like that was just the nature of uh, what I did, right? Yeah, um, life happens. Yeah, life happens. So, um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I'm 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 the two-year program I'm doing now is is in Canada, the teachers uh, education program, um, which is a two-year program you have to take after undergrad in order to, um, in order to be able to teach in the province of Ontario.
1: Okay. Uh, did 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 your team have any success?
0: Oh, so our Overwatch team. This was interesting. Our Overwatch team was no, because we. Uh, I was literally just taking whoever I could. Um we did fair find enough, some, some pretty good I mean we we went like fifty fifty in the in the the first season we played. Um we found some pretty good players, but like we had some some interesting characters as they would uh we had a healer who would switch to Reaper and uh, Symmetra at random points. So hmm. uh Interesting. That was that <laughs> was some fun times. Um but but uh, overall, no we um, we didn't have success then. But what I want to say is during the five weeks where I kind of laid off, I let someone else take over that team. I was technically the VP, right, for the club as okay. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I was doing a couple other stuff because uh, I know the other guy was organizing tournaments, um, and so I was helping him out a bit. And he also organized jerseys, which is a really cool thing. Um, and so we are actually – so while we didn't do well in that, what we did do well is in OESL, which is an online Ontario league, um and also we did well in the spring tespa which was kind of like a mini league they ran last year um so they like the main league we didn't do well but what ended up happening is when i left all of a sudden we we had a top 500 mercy that showed up out of nowhere which would have been nice instead of the mercy that switched to reaper and uh um and then all of a sudden we had all these like master gm players showing up like out of the woodwork um that's cool and so it ended up being we went to saints gaming live which is in saint Clair's. College in Windsor um, and the Overwatch. I, I, I wasn't there because I was no longer the captain at that point. I, I assumed the role of president uh, of the club for the next year because the year finishes April 31st in the like the club set like set for the clubs, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. So uh, so I was I was I was more busy, like making sure the club was going to function properly for the for this year because <laughs> um, I took over the club. So I was, you know, making a whole bunch of teams and that w- went Crazy successful this year. I'm really happy with what we did. Point being, uh, the Overwatch team that I helped create um, and find players, I, I named the captain. They kind of switched around. They they found the core team. They went to Saints Gaming Live. They got second place, uh, and they won $900, bucks, um, which was phenomenal. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, so, that's really good. And this year currently, um, we are one of the top-rated schools um, uh, because I think four... Four or five of our players have hit top five hundred before, so um I think, and very nice. I yeah. don't think any of them will be listening at this point, so I'm okay to say this. I think their biggest problem is uh while individually they are really good players, uh, they if they lose a game, the morale drops really badly, and that's really bad for overwatch, yeah, uh, so that's, that's something they have to work on. um and I mean that
1: that's it's easily fixable, honestly, that's a good issue to have. It's just like it's. I guess it's. I guess it's a psychological one, which is kind of trickier.
0: I think they've known each other for too long at this point.
1: Yeah, Um, that that is also. There's
0: enough internal conflicts between players that it's.
1: a Lack of professionalism.
0: Yeah, and that's what you get with university teams, right? It's fair. Um, But it's 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 okay. You know, we're doing well enough. Uh, So yeah, no, and then essentially, yeah, going to this year, our club. So we had like about 40 people last year um our discord now has 300 um cool that's so good. yeah and we have like seven teams and it's it's been great it's, i can't complain anyway and that's all that's
1: all that's you started all that uh right that's, that's i helped start it yeah
0: i did the yeah, overwatch cool. hearthstone part and oh, that's I, awesome we, dude that's, that's really good yeah um and it was really cool because going into this year uh, i don't know if i i like i didn't know a, you know i didn't know sometimes you don't know how much you can handle um, mm-hmm. and I worked my butt off. I think I was working like 40 hours a week. Like this is all volunteer, but yeah, like, that's fair. uh, to get things going and it worked out
1: really well. Also, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, so
0: it, yeah, yeah. And it, it's mostly just cause unlike in professional, uh, circumstances where people respond to you within a reasonable amount of time, mm-hmm. um, within a university, like people can just disappear. Like yeah, that, s- some, no. some second or first year kid will just disappear on you for a month. <laughs> um, so it's you know it's, it's another it's, it's a game in itself I was going to say as well though because um, I know I started this talking about esports specifically um, so with game that currently right I Artifact I saw Artifact and I'm like oh well, maybe this is a game I can be competitive in because um, Hearthstone you know I'll play TESPA but, but I, I, I hadn't really been grinding tournaments at that point um, but I also picked up Rocket League Okay. Um, all right. And I'm currently top ten percent already.
1: Okay. Wait. So Rocket League was actually a pretty recent thing for you.
0: It was. I started in September.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Because with like the way that you like run the podcast and all that kind of stuff, I thought it would have been. I thought it was this was like a long. This was like your your oldest game that you've been running. But that's no. Good. It's
0: actually, it. It, but Artifact is the newest one, and Rocket League's right behind it. Um, Interesting. And I literally okay. bought Rocket League because there was two people. That were, uh, had a Reddit post on the Brock University subreddit. Um, and all they said were, uh, it was like, oh, we want to make a Rock League team. And so I think we had three players at that point. And so, Not for a team, I, you know, I want to run the trial. So I bought the game. <laughs> okay. Um, and I booked a scrim because I can do that. Uh, and they did all right. They did all right in the scrim. But we're at a point now. Sorry, this is just uh, you. I, this podcast is so far gone from. No, 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 this is
1: this is the makeup podcast for last week. This also. is the
0: makeup podcast. You know what? This is gonna be episode eleven and twelve. All right, two
1: two podcasts, two
0: podcasts and one. one. Um, but um, what was really cool is we um, at the volunteer day, I think it was in September, um, there was someone who was like helping. He runs one of the residences, like his job. He's, he's, in, he's in a student, but he also runs one of the residents. It turned out he was a GC player. Okay. Um, and well, what's GC? is st- like the grandmaster, like highest rank. Okay, cool. uh, And long story short, uh, he'd already coached a bunch of like semi-pro teams. Um, and he is now our team captain. Uh, okay. So we found him, and all of a sudden we have, I think, seven players or something like appearing out of the woodworks. Um... And the big thing was uh, what I was trying to get to is that last weekend we went to LAN ETS um okay. which is uh, which is a major Montreal LAN with those with four like with four of our players and we got fifth out of 34 teams all right it's pretty good the top 16 teams were all orgs
1: um, Oh so yeah and you guys were like in- independent or There's
0: Yeah, there's semi pro orgs or university teams um, like, they the biggest win that they had was actually, I think, to get to that fifth play spot. And they're in the losers. They played against Windsor, like St. Clair's College, who had a hmm. uh, season one grand, like, like first work. Like, um, the winner, the, this player played in the finals of the first season of RLCS and won. Hmm. It was like, it's the guy's young, he's like 19 or whatever, but they got to play against him. And they beat them. And that was crazy to them. They were, like, super happy about it. Um, And then the the team that ended up winning the tournament is actually going to DreamHack tournament. They're one of the top qualified teams with, like, all the pro teams. So um, they were really happy. But it's cool because it's, like, I started playing the game. And, like, what was literally just, like, an offshoot message is we're here now because of it,
1: you know? So so what I'm interpreting for all, from all of this is that you've had, like, all these games that you've tried out, you've been a success in, and since Artifact, like, failed, you still haven't gotten your chance. And so that's why you're holding out, for, for your chance for to, like, Artifact? be big in it. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I think in Artifact, the reason I, like, I, I, I started the podcast because I think um, I was at a point where I was still, Rocket League was the grind I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did enjoy, I wanted to try the new card game. Um, and I wanted to find a way I could be involved in the community and I always wanted to try podcasting. Um, yeah. and so I looked yeah. into it and, and I don't know. Yeah, the,
1: artifact, the artifact podcast came first, right? And then it was the rocket league one.
0: Yeah. The rocket one, ultimately we decided to add on, um, because I wanted, cause I was, I was seeing that Wabbits, you know, was not particularly taken to the game and I, I got it.
1: That's fair. Because
0: I mean, I mean mostly because like he, he didn't play card games, right? Like, yeah it for him and so i wanted to kind of switch up the format going into that uh new year um i mean in
1: fact a lot of people didn't take to artifact
0: (laughs) he's not the only one um but no i i think an artifact like there's part of me that wants to try to strive to be competitive um but you have
1: probably like the best chance right now like you say that
0: and for some reason i don't know why but there's something about rocket league that for me seems much more reasonable as a esports directed like pro
1: well i mean you're see- you're seeing like actual like results there so i mean that makes sense why you
0: well i didn't play in that tournament but
1: <laughs> well i mean yeah, but you you have this like success around you and you said you you say you're top 10% like that's pretty good so that's i mean an artifact even if you're top 10% there's no way to know that so
0: yeah there's no way to know that and i think the big thing is as well um i don't like the way the qualifiers and format, like I would, in Hearthstone, I when I hit Legend, mm-hmm. like I'm like, okay, now I can like start looking at tournaments. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I get that. I mean, yeah. Legends, like, it's. I don't know. I I Maybe personally not never Legend. hit
0: it. You're right. Maybe not Legend. I to, to be fair, I I did I did uh, do quite well in the Carlton, like the my old university's like mini tournaments, yeah. and I was like, I think I was ranked twelve. I, okay, I, I think that's yeah.
1: personally, I think that's, a, and this is coming from someone that mm-hmm. has never hit Legend, I think that's probably a better indicator than hitting Legend. I don't think Legend is too particularly, like you just have to play a 51% win rate deck, or that's what I remember the issue I, that people had with Hearthstone I, was.
0: I agree with you, however, and okay. I'll tell you this right now, I don't think the competition you are facing between rank 15 and 5 is the same as the 5 to 1 is the same as the Legend ranks and the reason I'll tell you this is because I will go back into Hearthstone and I think I have about a 75 win percentage right now um, because I'm sitting around rank 10 and the couple games I play I'm just significant I know the game there's just a couple mistakes or a couple ways players play that are so predictable and they're just mistakes that I see um, and even if I make mistakes like I already I already know all the outs in and without like throughout the game and um, and I, I I feel like because I hit Legend four times so.
1: Okay.
0: The first time I hit Legend, it was a grind. It was like a stupid amount of games of Pirate Warrior. Alright? Yeah. Uh, which was just for, for those who don't know Hearthstone, it's like uh, imagine your worst aggro deck in a game. Um and then imagine that it took you two minutes to win a game. Yeah uh, and very imagine consistent. Yeah, imagine you played that, you know. And to be fair to be fair to myself, I did beat other pirate warrior. Like I would I think I there was one point I played 10 because everyone was running the deck because it was a cheap, it was a somewhat cheap deck and it was top of the meta and it was really fast. So if you're trying to get Legend, you want to play as many games as possible to get these stars because mm-hmm. that's all that mattered at that point. Um, but I, I there's one point I won 10 games against other Pirate Warriors. So like I knew the, the matchup inside and out. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. My point was essentially an artifact. I think it is hard for me to put in that time uh, and gain that knowledge of all the different decks and the way to play the game.
1: Um... Well, I think it goes back to like <laughs> one of the things that Gabe Newell talked about in the press release in March about what they wanted. What they wanted Artifact to have was reward for investment, and he said that in the way that like in Dota 2, his like the thing that he's into right now is creep denying, and so he's just decided that that's the thing he wants to get good at. So now every game, he just sort of tries to like improve on that every game. And he said that he wanted, and Gabe Newell said that. He wanted Artifact to have sort of the same thing, and I don't know if it does have like the same level of, uh, you know, getting better. I don't. I don't know if the, does this I, have anything what you just talked about. I. I, don't I, I.
0: I. Well, I think Artifact does does have a thing of getting better. Um, I think the game is a lot more intricate. Uh, I think the I one thing that pains me. Well, I actually recently I I did end up getting a, a red green putting a little bit of money down just to get a red green ramp deck.
1: I mean Um, it it definitely was a little bit of money with with how cheap everything is. It was like
0: it was like yeah, it was like fifteen bucks. Um or something. Well Canadian, which is (laughs) true.
1: Hey, we're at like sixty to seventy right now for full collections, so that's like that's like twenty five percent.
0: Yeah. No, I mean and the one reason I hadn't done it before is because I'm always thinking like, you know, if are they just gonna announce like the game completely model changes and I just wasted money? You know,
1: I I don't think they will. Honestly, I think out of all the things they change, I think the markets one of the things that for for better or for worse, I think they're I gonna say.
0: All right. Uh, point being, I think I think so. Maybe maybe I'll like you know grind a little bit and see see how good I actually am, because it's not draft. Like I what I'm good at is here are the meta decks. Let me know everything about the game. And let me like that's what I that that's what I was good at in Hearthstone, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um although I always found that players that played arena in Hearthstone tend to be better players in general. Um like all the players that I knew that were like I don't want to mess with this player are people who would play arena exclusively. Um because they wouldn't buy decks and then when they end up buying decks they'd be a lot better. So like if Zuch is transitioned to a constructed meta, he might be more scary, but I think he'd also be more bored. So uh, that being said, like I maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll grind it a bit. Um it doesn't feel fair though when I kinda just dump on people. <laughs> well with the I, better mean, I, don't text. Know.
1: I, I really wish there was I really wish Art- artifact did have, and I think this is go back to what what the point I was trying to make with reward for investment. Like, I really wish there was like a ladder or something like that, like an objective, like better than the ranking system we have right now. Uh, that, that some MMR based demanding. thing would be great. Also,
0: yeah. I think the fact that there are less players makes it actually very difficult for the game currently. Because new yes. players, it's like, all right, so now I'm playing against people who have a lot of the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean,
1: I, I don't know what I don't know how many new players there is. There are probably still some noob players i don't
0: yeah i don't think i I think i think we've become a closed community at this point um no uh essentially i'm saying i i think because rocket league is still seeing upward swing for me that's why Mm -hmm. i haven't invested the time heavily plus the tespa tournament is uh, coming around the corner for hearthstone um and for me that is the reward for investment with the game that i already know is a lot greater because it's a once a day commitment one hour No, um and through league play and then two final tournaments and then a LAN, right like that that is my commitment if artifact it feels like okay now i'm gonna be you know every weekend finding tournaments playing in them hoping to do my best you know and that that is hard for me to justify no, dude, I- at the point i am currently with artifact which is i feel like i am a mediocre player right um and everyone who else is playing is people that are playing like they're all in they're playing all the time and that's not the best man i currently have in the game
1: i mean honestly like it's i think everybody's kind of halfway like with that like the point like now is not a particularly even if you wanted to go all in this wouldn't be a really super great time to to do that regardless like i don't know if i i don't know what the exactly the return investment like the possibility is there like there are tournaments right now but is it i don't know is it enough like it's only you third know what's parties. weird.
0: You know what's weird. The third-party tournaments are dishing out a lot of money. They are. So and I like, don't know why. I don't know why, but it's a good I think day to be liquid hyped. That's all i Yes. Say.
1: Yes. I think it's a big loss leader. I think. I'll, I think they're just sort of betting hard that when it does come back, it comes back really hard, and they can be on the front of it like immediately and have like, all do, of that. Do they know something
0: we don't know? I
1: don't know. I don't That's think
0: they do that. I, this is what I don't want to happen I don't want someone to be you know like feeding that like telling them lies like some snake mm-hmm. oil lies and then they this game is completely destroyed because of it because then they'll go well we just lost that much money and this game hasn't come back yet you
1: know what I mean I mean I- I'd like to think they're all doing it out of the love for the game oh, no and, way. and keeping the community together. I know that's not true, but I would I would love it if just like, I don't know. Like the tournament Play tournament, was, like, that was like spectacular. That was amazing. That was just like, I also, don't know.
0: Congrats to Rob because I think he got into the WePlay Play Dota thing as well.
1: Oh, that's great. No, yeah. WePlay we Play does a lot of cool stuff. They've been doing a lot of like cool themed tournaments thing. Like for Dota, they had like some awesome like Valentine's Day thing where the casters were like dressed up as cupids. That was like funny. <laughs> is terrific like I I don't know I love all that stuff and I don't I you know I don't know why they're investing in artifacts. I mean that's that's good that they are but you know if I was them I that's probably not what I would do but hey I mean you know what you know it's their money they can spend it okay. I guess if Artifact mm-hmm. does come back they'll be they'll be there and it, it'll be good
0: I, I want to ask you this because I know we went over this a little bit on your episode Um, but you said you had a lot of experience with card games I kind of wanted you to kind of dive in depth in that if that's possible because i'm curious
1: uh sure like, just... uh the first mm-hmm. i gave a i give a pretty quick uh the first card game i got into was magic the gathering i got into at that when i was uh 13 um i played super casually uh the game that we played with uh there's a format in magic the gathering called uh edh or now it's called commander it's basically a hundred card singleton format with like a general card yeah i've yeah. like, played card.
0: it once before i feel yeah
1: so, so we played that basically we played like the most casual mode and we oh, played mm-hmm. just like kitchen table style for, for a very long time. And then at some point, uh, I think now five years ago, I started going to a local game store and we started playing a lot more. And we, st- we stopped playing Commander and we started playing the Eternal formats and we started playing Standard and the... What was nice was the store that we played at actually allows us uh, allowed for their tournaments. They were unsanctioned, but they let them use uh, proxy cards. So they let us use like printout cards, representations of real cards, and that really helped us to get mm-hmm. into the game because it meant that we could play with the powerful decks. In a normal in a normal situation, we would have to save up money, or you know, worst case, have to play with like a gutted version of a deck, and obviously lose a bunch because Mm -hmm. it's not competitive at all but because we could proxy we could play with all these powerful decks and that would actually incentivize us to buy these cards because we would get into it we would get into the deck we would like learn all the facets of it and it's like okay well i want it for real now so i can bring it to like another store and play it there and Mm -hmm. that's i think that's what the store's model for that system was and it worked really well Well, and it was
0: i think once you got pocket money right you'd be more willing to spend it there because you're like these guys 100 percent
1: Yeah, it helped me out, and I was like, I was all into it now, you know? Now, like, I spent all that time, you know, investing and getting better. Now I wanted to, like, have the real thing. Um, So, yeah, we did that. Um, I play every tournament now. I don't spend as much money on uh, Magic the Gathering as I used to. I have a lot of friends that are very competitive, and they're very into it, and they have a lot of decks, and let me borrow them for tournaments. And I think that is the way to go uh, for Magic the Gathering, because otherwise it is very, very expensive. And it's You can make an argument for that it's worth it because the cards are mostly liquid. You can sell them like pretty fast for what they're worth. And if Mm -hmm. you play the right formats and if you buy the right cards, you can sell them for you know sometimes more. If you if you're just like buying staples like general Mm -hmm. cards that are always going to be used. So I I think it's worth it there. But for me, I just borrow decks right now. that's Magic the Gathering. Some point, like a couple years ago, I just started getting into like every card game that I wanted to. I got addicted to that whole like you know it's this whole new pool of cards, and I want to like mm-hmm. try it all. I want to try all the competitive decks, so I started playing Pokemon a little bit. Mm-hmm. um Then I started getting into board games for the same reason So I play a lot of board games now. uh Every digital card game that was out, I I gave a shot. I, it was all very casual. I never really did competitive uh, except for magic the gathering i just like had an interest in the competitive scene and I had an interest into the competitive metagame that's what i enjoyed like watching and analyzing
0: and did you uh did you ever so you because i i mentioned over like did you ever look at esports and play esports games or was I, it all card game related
1: no i, I played esports games uh, in terms of computer stuff the biggest the biggest i guess fps i, I played for a long time was tf2 i just okay. enjoyed that like the most but i did when overwatch came out i played overwatch and i think i've played overwatch on and off since since it came out but i never played it competitively i think the highest rank i've ever gotten is plat which is Mm -hmm. nothing which i recently like i recently learned that gold is where the highest percentage is which is always which is super at the same time it was kind of like disheartening to me but I, i like i understand because to a casual player that's really nice because a lot of the people that played Overwatch came from League of Legends, and in League of Legends, gold was pretty good. That was, like, above average. Mm-hmm. So when you, like, switch to Overwatch and you get into gold, that was like, hey, that's, you know...
0: Well, no, but if you hit Platinum, that means you're better than 50% of the players.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess. But I never I never really <laughs> took it anywhere. I, I You know, it was, it was all... All the games that I've been playing, I've never really got into. I've just... I, I enjoy the idea of it, and I enjoy watching people do it, and I enjoy talking about it, but I've never actually participated myself i'm a sort of jack of all trades master of none situation there
0: you say that and i'm kind of trying to feel that a little bit because uh i I don't know i feel like i have a lot of talents um
1: but you you have you have success though you have like proven success i've
0: proven success but at the same time it's like you know like i feel like if there was i almost feel like i wish i i never started playing league because then who knows where it'd be with starcraft now um, I,
1: yeah, so that that is something that I admitted in terms of games. I did during high school. I played League of Legends and only League of Legends for three years of my life, and that mm-hmm. is my biggest regret. If I could take the, if I could take those years back, I would definitely do that.
0: And I think the thing is, though, I think I also accept. I I also felt like I was following my friends a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we had the the guy who was a top. Uh, I don't know what was it. Uh, Starcraft player, right? So that I mm-hmm. that I started playing Starcraft. Um, they left for League, and I actually kept playing Starcraft for a little bit, uh, and then eventually joined them because it, it's a lot more fun to play with friends. Uh, and then I was like, "Oh, this is fun! All right, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try to get competitive with this." Uh, and then they moved over, <laughs> so like then I was like, "Okay, I need to kind of find a new group of friends." Uh, but no, I, I my the joke being that uh, it felt like um, I was chasing both. Like I wanted to both be, you know, having fun with friends mm-hmm. but also I wanted to pursue it competitively. Um and I think those two worlds always uh always met, like always pushed me kinda of away from being able to really master a particular game. Um luckily though they did kind of transition to Overwatch, so even though they stopped playing Overwatch, I I guess that's why I hit masters, right? And then I found a bunch of other friends who would be willing to play Overwatch. Um unfortunately Yeah, fair enough. And unfortunately, though, like I'm playing, and I remember I pick up those games again, like that drive comes back. Um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in a good point in StarCraft, though.
1: I think StarCraft's good. I mean, because, it's, it's like I feel like I see it popping up more and more now, so.
0: Well, it's because, it, yeah, because of the free to play, because of the, the I, I've explained this before, but um, I was going to say, though, that what I do enjoy about the game currently is I never hit Diamond in StarCraft, mm-hmm. even when I was putting a lot of time in, in great 10. And when I finally did hit, um, I I think I hit it last year uh, because somebody randomly out of the blue invited me to LAN um, because they joined our server. I'm like, sure, I never went to StarCraft LAN. I'll do it. Um, It was literally just like a bunch of random people. It was just like a bunch of friends. There was like 10 of them, and we just played like a LAN. That was really cool. Um, But I practiced for the LAN, and I hit Diamond for the first time, which is cool. And obviously there's less players than there was back in the day and all that. Um, but I'm now in a point where I'm the lowest ranked diamond. Uh, mm. And all I do is every time there's a placement every couple of months, I'll play a game, lose the game, still diamond. Very <laughs> nice. And there so I, I, will, I will keep that because it, uh, for some reason, that feels really rewarding to me because it's almost like I close my chapter on that game. Um, yeah. Even though I do watch it a lot, actually. I still watch and, and follow the game because I think um, the brilliance of the game is it's literally two armies trying to out-position each other. Right? Like I, re- I really
1: wish I got into that game. I know it's never too late, but I just, yeah, I wish I wouldn't, more
0: time. I, I would say, I wouldn't competitively probably not something, but uh, I think from a viewer standpoint, it's really cool, because you, yeah. you, you can even if you don't quite understand the abilities I think even more than League and Dota um, yeah. you're just you can understand, okay, we're building stuff we're mining stuff we're building stuff we're fighting
1: you know like it's it's, it's very good for that and it's like cool because mm-hmm. it's like one man controlling this army and splitting it up and like putting yeah, it together you see like they're doing like, crazy yeah yeah um
0: so i don't know i don't know where that leaves us but uh i i've enjoyed my journey so far yeah, um, games
1: are good games we are love fun games
0: um but yeah no i'm kind of at a point now where i'm trying to see like is there an esports related field i might want to go into try out that might be cool um, obviously I have my teaching, um, which I do enjoy. Um, but there are some problems with obviously publicly, you know, publicly funded, uh, teaching is kind of there, yeah, you, I you mean. feel sometimes like you're kind of, because of what, what you're forced to teach, right. You're kind of like always fighting with like, okay, there's like a million things I want to teach, but there's also life skills I want to teach these kids. Um, mm-hmm. but then like, you shouldn't teach this, like you shouldn't teach it this way. And like, you're always fighting that. Um, well so, what's
1: the subject you're teaching i feel like i asked this and I, I, I yeah forgot. i
0: have uh well I, I my teachable is history but i am grade four yes, to ten right. so technically okay. i'd be teaching pretty much every subject um
1: wait you're grade four to ten so does that mean you like switch every year
0: no 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 or... i so the way it works is i'm i'm qualified or i will be qualified oh, okay. to teach grade four to ten so uh, when
1: you're hired they can they can hire you for that yeah they usually position. hire me
0: for whatever grade they need
1: or whatever um, Wait, there's grade four history. Is that isn't that social no, studies? No, no,
0: no, no. So <laughs> that's what I was saying. My teachable is history, but it's only needed in grade nine, ten. Okay. So in sense. grade nine, ten, I'd be most likely teaching history. Like that, I think. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. But from grade four to eight, um, as long as you have, you know, your undergrad and you've completed high school, you're able to teach grade four to eight anything, because it's not it's not too difficult right like um i don't know if you like grade a like even even teachers that aren't particularly good at math i mean you'll probably see it when they teach grade a math but that's when you well, start to see like where the divide is between like okay like you actually have to know exactly everything and like okay well we're doing like intro to this little more abstract concept right
1: Let's make it clear for our uh, American listeners okay, Yes, in Canada, uh, actually elementary school is grades kindergarten to seven, and then high school is grade eights to 12.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Because that's or not at
0: it... all the way it's done in Ontario.
1: Okay. All right. So that is actually the BC system. So The let BC me system. All right.
0: That. Ready for the Ontario system? Okay. Yes.
1: Let's learn something new.
0: All right. in the Ontario system there, I think there's really two ways that it's done in the Ontario system. Um in my hometown, uh, so not here. In in, in Ni- I'm in Niagara Falls region. I'm I'm currently doing placements in the Niagara boards, um, okay. but uh, in my home region in Ottawa, um, the where um, the schools I the board I started with they went from kindergarten to grade six, um, okay, and then middle
1: school would be seven eight, but it'd be tied. So you guys have a, you guys have a middle school? Okay,
0: no 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 no. Middle no. school would technically be grade seven eight, but it would be it'd be in a high school. It would just be you'd have two hallways that were called middle school, but it was really just everything was under the high school. So I started just, going but, to high to a high school in grade seven.
1: Would you guys give it the distinction of like this hallways middle school? Like, would that even?
0: No, it would. It would be like okay, that's a seven eight hallway. That was okay. That was Very the only thing they'd say because um, the
1: concept of a middle school is like completely absent here.
0: no no not yeah it's not really a middle school it's it's a high school and just you're there from grade 7 to 12 interesting i don't okay. graduate in grade 8 um but the niagara boards on the other hand they run kindergarten in grade 8 uh, Okay. and high school is your american 9 11 9 10 11 12 wow
1: <laughs> you know th- there's
0: always... there's a joke about not not uh not doing math on air but uh
1: yeah I mean, that's, that was hey, counting that was great it's pretty late where you are so it makes sense
0: i i uh, just for a reference uh, i have completed second year calc so uh oh you can do you can do that math uh <laughs>
1: yeah and you are qualified to to teach it or to teach math not i not count,
0: am not right? well up to grade eight
1: okay well that's um, still i think covers nine ten eleven twelve
0: you're, you're talking to me
1: the, the numbers yeah i think that still covers like the math you're qualified to teach that should qualify you to handle those numbers in that sequence
0: oh that's true that's true (laughs) that's true um what we're gonna yeah so uh, sorry but in the niagara region essentially it's grade, yeah it's grade nine to twelve interesting um yeah no this
1: is sorry this is good for our like school system podcast no i think you know what
0: i've always said i think i find it interesting when people kind of give the glimpse into their lives when i when i'm listening to podcasts um i don't know who's with us at this point you
1: but. know i was kind of thinking while we we're like talking i'm like what what exactly is like a podcast is a podcast just like people talking about their structure or just structure like a structure doesn't have to exist like i don't you know i i, I think
0: of... i think that's true i think i think the reason our my last episode didn't work um is because i was aud- audibly tired you know what i mean
1: that yeah, you have that because you're you're a lot more upbeat when you're talking to someone because like you yeah. could have totally done an episode by yourself where you told like your story about your history with esports, but it, like you you would have probably had a different cadence.
0: I think so, I think so too, and I think I think if I'm by myself, then I have to like draw it out of me, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. And it's hard to do when you're alone in front of the computer, right? So <laughs>
1: I think it's uh, a little bit of like energy matching, also. Like if yeah. I'm sort of upbeat, you you're also kind of upbeat.
0: That that is true. That's true wow well look at this meta analysis of our own podcast here yeah 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 um well, it's the
1: artifact you know we got the high iq people here it's true it's true all right
0: um i think it's been great nikita this has been a lot of fun this has been very um, fun
1: this is the double podcast
0: It's a double although the second one just kind of felt like a conversation it's like true. halfway through i was like you know uh it's fun uh let's so next week i think going forward uh i will say this actually Yeah, going forward, um, we're going to try to get Nikita and Zucha's in every week. Um, We're going to record probably around Thursday um, and release on the weekend, except for this episode, um, because this is a double episode. uh, And because I, uh, like I said, I got rid of that last episode. Mm. Um, So I want to, uh, I feel like I'll just release it tonight. Um, But in general, I think we'll release around weekend because that has been our schedule. Um, but no, the idea will be to try to get Nikki and in every week if possible, um, and try to kind of just do some more focused topics.
1: Well, let's see. Let's see the feedback, and then you know, if people didn't like me, then we can you know we, you can or re-evalu- reevaluate.
0: Or maybe we can talk about teaching. Maybe maybe that will be the new direction that people want to listen to.
1: <laughs> you should have a third podcast. You should. No, I'm I'm good.
0: I'm good. <laughs> I need to make sure I have two quality podcasts every week. I think our last Rocket League podcast was the best one we've done yet. Um, yeah, that
1: that one that one actually I listened to a good chunk of that, even though I I don't follow Rocket League at all.
0: Yeah, I, I it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So that last one was good. Uh, I I really enjoyed this one. So I I wanna I wanna keep keep that energy. I think when I get to three, I'll be stretching myself a little too thin. Um, mm. Maybe, maybe. I like to do a maybe. lot of work. But, uh, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm applying esports job, So maybe I'll do something related to this in the future. Or maybe I'll teach. And both will be totally fine with me. Um, what did I want to say? All right, last thing. We're currently, all right, somebody, all right, in the Podbean race, okay, somebody uh, unfollowed the Artifact podcast, all right, putting us we- neck and neck, all right, with 25 followers in Podbean. So... If one of you have an email account, I'm just saying, all right, even if you don't listen to Podbean, you can unsubscribe from their spam they're going to send you their email. But, you know, give us a follow and then we'll take that number one spot.
1: You know, that'll be pretty Wait, cool. Wait, ne- neck and neck with who? Uh,
0: with Sunspan. <laughs>
1: Wait, really? We're actually neck and neck with Sunspan. Well, for for
0: for the pod for specifically Podbean.
1: Oh, specifically pod okay. That's still surprising. That's amazing. That's that's I'm impressed, honestly. I mean,
0: and, but on Podbean specifically, we also have like six or seven times the amount of views that they do.
1: Okay. It's wow, just man. the followers that we're missing, you know. Interesting. That's amazing. I I I yeah, I don't listen to Sunspan podcast, honestly. I definitely listen to this one more, but that hey, that's pretty cool actually. Yeah,
0: no, and to be fair, Sunspan doesn't release anything. Like, he releases once a month, so...
1: You know, Sunspan has enough stuff. Yeah, like, he's let good. Us have the, let, us can, have let us this. have this. Yeah.
0: I like how I, I, I always think about this. I'm like, like, why are we doing this pitch at the end of the podcast? Like, this is... Like, we're pitching to the people that already followed us at this point. I know,
1: yeah, it's kind of weird.
0: Um, No, uh, but no, that would be cool if we can get that. Um, Cool things that I did add, just for uh, people, I think... We should, I think we should have a Spotify, the, pod, the podcast should be on Spotify by now. Um, I, it is confirmed to be on Google po- Podcasts, it is confirmed on TuneIn Radio, um, we also have Stitcher and iTunes, and the reason for this is my analytics actually go up uh, regardless of where you're listening to it from, so, and it, I, you know, I'm trying to just give people, you know, if they have more preferred meso- method of listening, now they can. Um, so yeah, we added, we added our stuff there. So that's just branching out, making sure that you can listen to it at your convenience on whatever Apple or Android device you have. Um, yeah, that's, so we're, we're just spacing out there. Nikita, it's cool, cool. been fun. Um, it's been really fun. Actually, I, I've been doing this a lot in rocket league. And so I'm going to start doing this here. All right. Uh, at the end know. of the episode, I like to give everyone, you know, we, we had, what was the, a world devourer with four, um, for black heroes, as your as your like homework or whatever, but I like to give homework that's a little more, you know, a little bit of positivity to the world. Okay, so, so the what teacher I, in you, coming the out. teacher in me. All right. Um. So what, we're, what I'm going to ask everyone, okay, is uh, this week, you know, if there is someone a stranger, okay, that's having trouble with something, all right, maybe some groceries, okay, maybe I don't, know, maybe they look a little sad. All right? Say hello to them. You know, cheer them up a little bit. Carry some groceries, okay? That's all I'm asking, right? That's your homework. With that, we're done. Nikita, see you next week. I'll See you next week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Bye.